0: We are so glad that you joined us today. We know that God wants to do something great in you and through you, and we want to hear about it. So if you can take a moment and share with us your story in the City Chapel app in the Amen Corner. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right, so that's a lot of fun. That's some of the things that we do in class. Uh, if you guys ever wanna join us, you're welcome. You just have to make sure that you pass a background check because everybody that serves has to be a background check. So. All right, so for the month of March um, we've been teaching the kids about priorities, and priorities simply saying that something is more important than something else that you're doing. And uh, I brought some things on the table today that we're going to use for an object lesson. The kids love object lesson, they they capture the idea when we do that. So um, but before I get into the things on the table, uh, let's look at our scripture, if we can get that scripture up here on our big Bible, on the left, look at this big Bible kids, almost there, there we go, alright so our scripture day today is from the book of Matthews, chapter 6 verse 33, uh, it's two parts and it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. How about we read that as a church today? Everybody read it. On three, one, two, three. But seek first his and, his and all these things will be given to you. All right. You guys did great. You guys can come to class every day. <laughs> Sometimes it takes us two or three times. Tries to do that with the kids. So, All right. So on the table today, I've got a, an empty jar. And the jar represents our lives. My life, your life, okay? And right now it's empty. And we're going to go ahead and fill that with some Skittles today. Yeah, the kids get excited about that, right? And some adults like me. All right, so this represents our life. Everything in the, the bag, the Skittles represents. The things that... We seek to bring us joy, laughter, uh, could be hobbies, interests. And so we're gonna go ahead and pour that into the empty jar. Sure. Yeah, so we're gonna pour a few things in there. Thank you, Peter. So as Peter is uh, pouring it in there, we're just gonna pour uh, half of it. Uh, Some things that uh, brings interest in our life would be uh, for the adults, you guys. Uh, might like to go fishing, Uh, you'd like to go hunting, Uh, go to the movies. Um, What else? Sports, yeah, sports. Playing Xbox. And then for the kids, it's simply, let's say, just hanging out in the playground, playing video games and things like that, right? So these are the things that we put in our lives and it's supposed to bring joy, it's supposed to bring happiness, but if you look at it, there's something wrong with it. It's not full, right? We, uh, we seek all these things we put in our life. Uh, they're fun at first, but then afterwards, after a little while they get boring, and then so we're after the, the next big thing. It's kind of like you kids, in, uh, uh, during Christmas, during the holiday, you guys are so excited about a new game, then your parents, want to get you that new game, and then for the first couple of weeks, you guys are like, man, this is the best thing ever. Then after that, it's in the closet, right? We forget about it, right? And adults, we do that too, right? We seek something fun, whatever that may be. Uh, we do it for a little while, but then we get bored. So what do we do? We add more stuff, right? We try to add more stuff, thinking that's going to make us happy, and we're going to go ahead and pour it all in there. Right? So then we added more stuff, we're doing more stuff, but again, that's what our life looks like. It's still empty, right? We're still looking for the next thing. We're not happy. It's a a momentary happiness. It doesn't last very long. So we walk around, we're thinking, there's gotta be something better. And there is, right? So the other thing I brought to thee today are these halos. I love these things. Yeah, who loves these things? I was eating a couple of these last night as as I was uh, practicing. (laughs) So uh, these are, are really good. They taste good. And I want you to remember they're good for you, okay? Because this represents the things that are important to God. Okay, so this is a big thing. Okay. What are some of the things that are important to him? Love each other. Your salvation. Let's start with that. Okay. Loving each other. Thank you, sir. Okay. Prayer time. Yeah. Reading, reading your Bible. Spending time with God, seeking him. And before long, these things get before, right? But you know what? God's got something else. Like I say i got more of this good stuff. we get got more cuties. But what happens is, we run out of room. So we try to put that in our life. And it's not going to stay. Right? Try as you might, it's not going to happen. So what do we do? Do we tell God... You know what, God, I'm, I'm kind of busy right now. So why, why don't we wait on this other stuff, right? Not really. We're not going to do that, right? We're not going to tell God, wait on my time it's because it's his time. So what can we do? Do we take some of this stuff out? Do we take all of it out? Yeah. Yes. No. Well, what, what if we look at our, our scripture today and see what it says? Because this is God's instruction for this situation today, okay? Let's read the, uh, the first part of it. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So we get to do a redo, right? It's a new day. It's, so we're going to take all of this stuff out. And we're going to start all over again. And we're going to empty ourselves of all the stuff that we're doing. So instead of starting with this stuff, we're going to start with the things that are important to God. Right? We talked about salvation. He wants salvation for you, for your family, for your friends, for everyone here in church. He wants you to have a relationship with him. Wants you to read the Bible. Right kids? He wants you to go to church. Start becoming part of a body of Christ, body of uh, believers. Before long, he's asking you to serve. Because God gives us talents, right? And he wants us to use that for that, for his glory. And then he's asking you to join a small group. Because we want you guys to be connected. Okay? Then he's calling you to ministry. And then if you're Pastor Harry and Pastor Rowena... God's going to say, you know what? I want you to open a church in South Austin. Call it CD Chapel, and it's going to become known as the world's okayest church, right? So that's a big thing, right? So now we started with all that stuff, and it all fits. God's happy. Now, these are the things that's going to get God off his throne, and he's going to get up, and he's going to cheer, and he's going to say, that's my boy, that's my boy, that's my girl doing all that stuff right but now what happens to these things do we throw it away no we eat them maybe later but now let's let's look at what the bible says the second part okay we've done the first part we seek his kingdom and his righteousness but now he said and all these things will be given to you as well so The things that are here is what that's talking about. So we're going to pour that back in here. You all think it's going to fit? Yeah? Let's see. Never mind. mind. It's going to fit. (laughs) All right, let's see, let's see. I'm almost there. We're almost there, we're almost there. A few more, oh, we dropped some, that's okay. All right. Will you look at that? Thank you, Micah. Micah (laughs) Alright so Yeah the kids were right it fit And we can actually put a lid on it Alright So how cool is that That the little things Those are the things that are important to us And the big things the the halos Those are the things that are important to God But if we follow his instruction He's going to bless us And our life's going to look like that Now as cool as this is God showed me something else this week that was really cool. Okay, so we can all agree that this only happened because God was involved, right? All right. So once you are blessed like this and you have joy in your life, God's going to tell you to start sharing, start sharing all the good things that are in here. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pour this out again, again so you are blessed but now you are pouring your blessing to other people okay and what's going to happen is all these things that you like to do like playing video games, I want to start sharing this with you okay playing video games hanging out with your friend doing all that fun stuff that kids like to do or you guys like to do all your activities, okay? God's going to use that so that you can go have life with somebody else. You take that fun activity that you like to do, whether you're hunting or you're, you're uh, at the spa with your girlfriends, okay? you're at the movies, you're going to invite somebody. And before long, God's going to give you a, a door, an opportunity to share the big things. Okay, I'm gonna throw this at you guys. Ready to catch it? Alright. So God says, you wanna talk about salvation? Tell your friends about praying, how prayer has helped you, how it's changed your life by reading the Bible has done so much good catch. And then you're going to go out and you're going to tell them, you know what, you need to visit this cool church called City Chapel because they let the kids' pastor come out and talk. And then we start telling you about small groups. Oh, that was a fail. You start telling about small groups. JT, you ready? Good cats. Good catch. We'll pass out to more later. But I want to encourage you guys. This little stuff, there's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't say you can't have fun. Now the right type of fun. But what he's asking is that you put him first. And he's gonna take this and he's gonna use it so that you can talk about the more important things. All right?
1: and we have skittles for all the kids right yeah cool okay so you guys are all going to get some skills at the end here um all the no not you i grabbed one of the oranges thank you thank you eddie thank you kids for for bringing fun into into adult church and object lessons um and it is true that we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all those other things will be added to us. Um, I noticed uh, that uh, we had a failed catch over there, so I picked up the fumble. And, uh, <laughs> and I told Joel he can't go to the spa with his girlfriends. Um, it's not going to be okay. But, uh, <laughs> but I was thinking... I was thinking, though, just as, as, as Pastor Eddie was talking about seeking first the kingdom, um, number one, he's talking about order, the order of things, right? The first, seeking first the kingdom. First, the word first is key there. The, the order uh, affects the outcome. The order of what you seek affects how those things come together, um, which is why Scripture is always talking about a foundation, uh, laying a firm foundation, building on a firm foundation. Foundation is the first thing. It's the order, which is why church meets on Sunday morning, actually. We meet on Sunday morning because it's the first day of the week. Um, and uh, there's, there's, there's significance to that. Jesus rose on the first day of the week. And so the church, the Christian church, has always met uh, typically on the first day of the week because we're giving that first um, to God. Uh, which is why God asks for tithes and offerings. A tithe is the first. It's the first 10% of your income. It's not if there's some left over, it's, it's first. It's interesting, whenever, when, whenever you get the order of life right, whenever you get the order of things right, then the rest of life starts to line up. C.S. Lewis said it like this. He said, if we seek uh, first things first, then we get second things thrown in. But if we seek second things first, then we don't get first things or second things. And so many of us get frustrated in our walk with God and our relationship with Jesus because we're seeking second things uh, ahead of him, before him. And we don't realize, we don't understand how all of those things don't fit into our life, how all of this stuff. One, but uh, one, one part of Eddie's illustration he was telling me about last night, which I, I, I thought was good, is that he used the Skittles for the fun stuff that we like to do because that, that's mostly just sugar and processed stuff. But then he used the oranges for the stuff that God wants for us because the oranges are yummy but also healthy. Uh, they contain vitamins. They contain things that people have been eating and living off of for thousands of years. Uh, cavemen, you know, were grabbing these things off of little bushes and surviving on them. Uh, they, 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 they have life-giving properties, uh, not just... Uh, you know, uh, insulin inducing properties. They have life giving properties. Uh, and I, I think that's such, such a good parallel to what God has for us. He has things which are tasty, which do taste good, which are good for us, um, but they also have life giving properties. It, and uh, as, as he was talking about the oranges, I thought of the, the fruit, that this is fruit, and this is something that God often um, relates his kingdom to. He often relates his things. Uh, to fruit. And so um, uh, in the next five minutes, I just want to share just quickly about how adults can apply this. Um, As we, first of all, get the order right in our life, and maybe that's all you need to take away, you know, Uh, basically you just need to get some order right in your life. Um, that, That would be a great takeaway from today. I think the other thing, though, is that Jesus said that we ought to seek first the kingdom of God. That's off. also where we often get confused because we seek perhaps the churchiness of God. But we don't necessarily seek the kingdom of God. And there's, not, there's a lot of talk and people just sort of assume that you know what that means. And I don't want to assume that. So I want to talk about what is the kingdom of God? What are we talking about when we're seeking something? What are we seeing? What is Jesus encouraging us to seek? Notice he didn't say, seek first the love of God. As important as the love of God is, he he didn't he didn't illustrate that. He didn't say seek first to know how loved you are by God. That, that's not either his what he's talking about. He says seek first the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Uh, this is constantly throughout the gospels. In fact, when Jesus preached, he he never went up to somebody and said, I love you. Right? If that was his primary message, you think he would have at least mentioned it once. He never communicated that. His communication was all about something that he called the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Both of those terms are synonymous. He's talking about something, and he's talking about the rule or the kingdom, the rulership or the, the, the enthronement of God. That's what he's talking about. This is... According to Jesus, this is the primary thing for you to get a hold of. When he walked this earth, he did many wonderful things. He showed us his goodness. He showed us his love. He showed us his mercy. He showed us his compassion. He showed us his justice as well. When he made a whip and started kicking people out of church, uh, he, showed us, he showed us his strength. He showed us his, 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 his long-suffering. He showed us his wisdom. He showed us his teaching. But most of all, what he taught about and what he talked about constantly was the kingdom of God. Read the Gospels. He's always talking about this thing called the kingdom. And then his disciples uh, received the kingdom, is what he told them. He said, the kingdom is now within you because you've received my words. The kingdom is now within you. And they went on to evangelize the world and tell the rest of us until we are here today. And so I want to look at a quick verse in Galatians. And I think this adequately describes the, what it looks like whenever the kingdom of God enters into our hearts. Galatians 5.22 Says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is the fruit. That is the oranges. That is the good stuff that God wants for your life. Definitely uh, small groups are a part of that. Church is a part of that. Um, church, the churchiness is a part of that. But, but beneath those things. Is the fruit? This is the life-giving aspect that God wants for each and every one of us. He wants us to have these things, um, but unfortunately, you cannot manufacture fruit. You can't. You can't go to a Skittle factory and get fruit. They 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 don't know how to make it. It, it is far too complex. It's far too. Uh, organic. It's something that must grow. It's something that has to start not as a fruit or a peel, but it's something that has to start as a seed, and that seed has to grow. And so so the fruit of the Spirit is the exact same way. This is not something you manufacture. This is not something you work on. People are like, don't pray for patience, or God will put you in a traffic jam. And and that's, <laughs> number one, that's, that's, that's not God, right? He's not like, oh, you need patience? Well, let's throw you in a situation where you need even more, you know? <laughs> he doesn't teach you to swim by just chucking you in the deep end of the pool you know what i'm saying like that's not how god works number one and number two it, it, this is not how patience is developed patience is not developed from from situations where you're in a hurry and then you have to wait because that actually doesn't teach you patience that just teaches you to wait patience is not waiting patience is waiting with a good attitude Right, Matt and Micah? That's what we talk about all the time. Patience is not just waiting. It's, wait. it's your attitude while you wait. That's what God's watching. That's what he's keeping track of. That's what he's monitoring. He's monitoring the temperature of your heart while you wait. That's what patience is. That's why getting stuck in traffic doesn't help anybody's patience. Because it doesn't help your attitude. It just makes you wait, and you fume, and, and maybe you call out to different drivers, and maybe you wave to them, give them certain <laughs> greetings. Uh, but, but it doesn't do anything about this right here. It does not create patience. You cannot learn patience. You cannot be just naturally a patient person. There's nobody who's just naturally patient there's nobody who's naturally loving or naturally joyful there are people who are naturally cheerful but joy is different joy is 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 something that you possess without regard to your situation so you can be deep in debt and still have joy you can you yeah, the collectors can be calling and you can still have joy you can fall and scrape your knee and you can still have joy your brother or sister can be mean to you Right, guys? And you can still have joy. It's, joy is something that is insulated uh, so that the, uh, the temperature outside of your heart does not affect the temperature inside of your soul. That your heart is joyful. Joy is different than, than cheerfulness. Peace. You can have, you no, know, is naturally peaceful. We don't learn any of these things either. We receive these things. We receive the seed of these things. And, and sometimes it's easy to mistake the growth of the seed with the working or the, the getting better at doing things. But that's not really it. It's really the growth. Uh, Jesus t- told a parable about the kingdom of God where he said, he said, The kingdom of God is like a man who went out and, and sowed a bunch of seed in a field and then he went to sleep. And overnight, he said, the seed grew, and this is the key phrase, all by itself. And when he got up in the morning, he saw that the seed had grown, and he saw that he had fruit. Obviously, Jesus is fast forwarding a little bit, but he's getting to the point of the kingdom that you don't, maybe maybe you're not patient, maybe you're not joyful, maybe you don't have that stuff, maybe that doesn't speak to you at all. And you say, I want that stuff. And so you say, all right, I'll take that. And you take the fruit. But the, the, the trick is that God doesn't give you fruit in this form. He gives you fruit in a, in a seed form. And you can't chew on it. And you can't smell it. And you can't taste it. You have to go home and plant it. You have to go home and plant it. And that's why we settle for Skittles, because Skittles are in a package. Skittles are quick. Skittles are easy. Skittles are there. We, we, we simply go buy the smartphone, and we get the joy from it. We simply go on the vacation, and we get the joy from it. That's why we, that's why we settle for Skittles, because Skittles are quick and convenient and easy. But, 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 but there's something better than quick and convenient and easy. And we expect God to be the same way. We're like, well, I went to church and I asked for joy. How come I felt it while I was there, but then I went home and I didn't feel it? Well, because God's not going to throw you what, what, what Eddie will throw you. God's not going to throw you the full-grown fruit. He's going to throw you a seed, and he's going to ask you to go home and plant it in your home. He's going to ask you to plant it in your schedule. He's going to ask you to plant it on your job and plant it in your thought life and plant it in your habits and plant it in your children that's why that's why even raising kids my kid's still the one up here stealing skittles because <laughs> it's a seed form <laughs> it's a seed he is an opportunist and that can be a good thing <laughs> until it comes with spa dates with your girlfriends um you gotta <laughs> but, but, but you have to learn to value the seed Jesus said, that's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a guy who took a seed and planted it and then went to sleep. He stuck it in his field. He put it there. He kept it there. And then he allowed the kingdom to grow in his life. And so just to, to finish off, I want to read a scripture uh, to you where Jesus is talking about this in John chapter 15. And, and, it, and it is a whole lot here, but he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. My, my father is the owner of the vine, vine, the, vine the guy who, 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 who fixes the vine and makes sure that it grows. He says, every branch uh, in me, so Jesus is the center, Jesus is the, the vine. But he says, every v- branch that is connected to me that does not bear fruit, my father takes away. Well, that sounds kind of harsh. But every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word, the seed that I've, I've given to you. And so now what I want you to do is I want you to abide in me. And if you do that, I will then abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit uh, uh, in and of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides, look at the word abide, it's just over and over and over. He who abides, it also means remains. He who remains in me, I will remain or I will abide in him and he will bear much fruit because without me you can do nothing. Going on to uh, verse 6. He goes on to explain about abiding. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. You take your own interpretation from that, but it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Right, Madden and Micah? That's what I thought. i was saying, you don't want to go to the fiery place. And if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, You will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. That's the extra stuff. For this, by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. The key word in all of that is abide. To abide. To take the seed and stick it in the ground and abide and keep it and leave it and stay. The word abide in the Greek has three main facets to it. The first facet is with regard to time. So this is gonna take a while. To abide for a period of time, to keep for a period of time, to maintain for a period of time. The commitment you had in January, you still have in March. The desire you had in December, you still have as the year goes forward. The the commitment, that the time does not take away from the seed that God has put in your heart. Instead, time should evolve the seed and grow the seed and mature the seed. But you have to remain, you have to abide. If you're constantly digging up the soil, pulling the seed out, this doesn't do anything stick it back in there and then cover it up and and if you're constantly going back and forth if you're constantly pulling back from god and then going toward god and then pulling back and you wonder why there's no growth in your life that's it that's why because you haven't abide for a period of time you haven't remained for a period of time you did for 30 seconds or for 30 minutes or for 30 days but to abide means to leave it until you see some growth if I commit to Christ, I'm going to keep following him until I see growth, until I see fruit, until I see the promise. I'm going to believe in the promiser until I'm able to see the promise in my life. I'm abiding. I'm staying with regard to time. Well, the second dimension of this word abide is not just with regard to time, but it's also with regard to state or condition. That you, that you, that you, that you stay in the same place uh, and in the same condition. That you don't allow your heart to grow hard. You don't allow your thoughts to grow inward. You don't allow self-pity to take over. You don't allow fear to take over. You don't allow the condition of your heart to shift while you are abiding. But you maintain the same faith, the same hope, the same uh, 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 belief that God will do what he said he was going to do. And then the third one is with regard to place, with reference to place. To stay in the same place for a period of time. In the same condition. To maintain yourself in Christ. And that's what Jesus talks about. He talks about two different branches. One branch stays with him. But does not receive from him. He says that branch is going to get cut off. Well, then another branch that gets cut off. Gets gathered and thrown into the fire. It's two different situations. You can, stay, you can stay connected to Christ. And change your condition. And, 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 and it won't work. You won't receive from him. But if you can stay connected to him. If you can stay leaning on him, that's actually what the word believe means. Scripture says that whoever uh, confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart that that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, they are the ones who shall be saved. The word believe means to rest or to sit or to put all of your weight on something. Think it can hold 140 pounds? (laughs) which means you take your foot off the ground <laughs> and you have all of your weight on him. But it's so tempting, isn't it, <laughs> to do that? Because life gets shaky and things get iffy and you don't know if he can hold you. So, well, I also need a little bit of this and I also need that person over there and I also, I also need my sleep. I got to have my sleep. If I don't have my sleep, I'm cranky. If I'm hungry, oh, I gotta, I got gotta have my lunch. If 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 I get hungry, I say things I don't mean. No, you say things you actually do mean. Because you're leaning, you're leaning on food to keep your attitude right. How's that work? That's not, that's not leaning on Jesus. That's leaning on food. That's leaning on sleep. That's leaning on your habits. That's 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 leaning on your routine. Well, my routine got thrown off. so That's why I yelled at so No, no. You're leaning on your routine. Get off your routine. Just just lean on Jesus. You know, people have survived in concentration camps with nothing except Jesus. And they did it with a good attitude. And they did it while serving others. And they still, they had half a bar of chocolate and they split that with people because they were still generous even when they had nothing. Jesus can hold you. He, uh, he, he doesn't look as strong as other stuff, but he can hold you. He is strong. He is strong. You can lean on him. And so I'd like to just extend that invitation to you today. Would you close your eyes with me and bow your heads for just a moment. And if you would like to receive the seed, maybe not the full-on fruit, but if you would like to start this journey with God, if you would like to receive the seed of, of God into your life and into your heart, would you just raise your hand with me and say, That's me. I want God in my heart, and I want to lean on him. Yeah, it's all good. I see the hands God sees your hands and your hands represent something more represents your heart Would you just pray this simple prayer with me say God I need you hmm. Forgive me for going my own way and Today I commit to follow you Come into my heart and change me from the inside Plant Your Word inside of me, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.